Hi everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Gaming in the Wild. I'm John Rogers. I'm your host. I live uh, out here in Iceland, where my house is currently being battered by a fierce winter storm. I heard it was quite nice over in the UK today and in mainland Europe, but here we've just had snow and rain and sleet. It's been a really miserable day, but a great day to stay indoors and play some games. And with everything that's going on in the world at the moment, I decided that this episode maybe I would do something a little bit different. I normally talk about uh, one game in an episode, but um, I've been playing a lot of different stuff lately. My attention has been a little scattered because of everything that's going on out there. Um, I've had to kind of quit a couple games that were stressing me out a bit and just pick up some really relaxing games um, just to ease my mind and just chill out a lot. I thought maybe some of you would be in the same position, so this episode I decided to talk about five games that I think are just genuinely relaxing and a great way to spend your time if you're feeling a little stressed out or anxious. Most of them are pretty short. Um, all of them are very chill, without any real kind of death, no real violence in the games. Um, and all of them have a lovely atmosphere that you can just really settle into. And great music. As you can hear from the background music here, from the first game I've picked, which is called Far Lone Sails. This is a, a really unusual game. Um, it's a left-to-right side-scrolling game in which you play an unnamed tiny little character, a um, very simple little character on the screen, who has to pilot a giant vehicle across a landscape. Um, and in order, order to do this, you have to you have to run around inside the vehicle. There's like a cutaway on the side, so as it's trundling along, the side cuts away. You can see a little character inside. And you have to manage the, the vehicle by putting fuel in. You have a little vacuum on the back of your vehicle that can um, hoover up these little fuel bottles. So you have to pop them into the furnace to fill the fuel tank. Um, the engine heats up, so you have to vent steam, otherwise it will come out on fire. Um, if it does break into flames, you have to grab a little hose and put out the fire. Sometimes, though, um, as you're trundling through this beautiful landscape, which is rendered in kind of parallax and 3D, you go past hulking buildings that are sort of broken down. You go past uh, sand flats um, and across snow and across lots of different kinds of landscape on your, on your two or three hour journey. And sometimes um, there's a little flag on the top of your ship and when the wind is right, you can come up, come out on the top and you can unleash the sails of the ship. And these are really the most amazing and peaceful times in the game. When the, the sails are unfurled, the camera zooms out into widescreen, your engine's running fine, you don't have to worry about anything because the wind's carrying you along. And for like a minute or so, you can just sit back, listen to the beautiful music of the game and, and watch the vehicle trundling across the landscape. It's really, really nice moments when that happens. The 
The game is by Okomotive, which is a Swiss company. It was started in 2015 as a student project, unbelievably. Uh, the music is by someone called Joel Schock, I think you pronounce his name. You can find the soundtrack on uh, Spotify. The game's available on um, pretty much everything. I played it on a Switch and it ran fine. It's on PS4, it's on, uh, I think, Steam and Xbox One too. It's not too expensive too, so look it up. That's Far Loan Sales. A lot of you will probably know this game already from that, that opening music. It's Journey. It's a game that came out in 2012, all the way back on a PS3. Um, but it, despite its short length and its simplicity, I think this game has had a, a huge impact on uh, indie gaming. It's a two-hour journey. You are an unnamed character wearing a cape in a desert. and. The game begins with you standing, looking towards a mountain that's split down the middle, with a light pouring out the top. Um, and as you cross the desert to reach this mountain, you're not sure why you're going there, but there's a strong sense of draw and purpose that takes you along. And as you travel, you'll encounter old hieroglyphs and runes on the walls that tell a story, um, if you can figure it out, about the kind of the race that um, you're from and and what you're heading towards. You'll also encounter these mysterious dried out ribbons that blow in the wind and when you come over to them you can light them up and they'll uh, lengthen your scarf, your glowing scarf, and you can leap into the air and you can, f you can fly uh, for as long as the light in your scarf holds out. So you have a real sense of freedom in this game. Um, when you come downhill, you surf through the, the sand, the glittering sand of the desert. When you uh, reach buildings, you can uh, you can fly up them. There are friendly creatures that you can enlist that can uh, help you fly for longer, taking you over obstacles and activating huge ribbon bridges. The game will take you down into the depths of the desert, where there are dark creatures wandering for you to avoid and eventually it will take you up the mountain. Um, this game is just an absolute joy to play. I think I play it every couple months. It takes one or two hours to finish. Um, every time I go through it, I find new secrets hidden behind uh, sandfalls and uh, runes that I'd never found before. And it's just a beautifully relaxing experience. It's just absorbing. The colours are golden. Uh, the music is beautiful when it comes in. Um, the variety of gameplay is just a joy, um, and the whole thing is just a work of art. It's by That Game Company, it's on PS4, it's on iOS, and the Epic Game Store. Uh, I played it on iPhone, I didn't like it too much with the control scheme, so I recommend playing it on PS4 or, um, or on your computer. That's Journey. This next game is the, the type of game that I may be the most excited to talk about because it's an absolute gem, but it doesn't seem to be a particularly um, well-known game. It's a cult game. People that have played it love it. People that haven't, 
should have. It's called The Unfinished Swan. I played it on the PS4. Um, it's available on PS Now, so you can get it for free if you have that service. And uh, this is one of the most creative games I've ever played. Um, it begins with a white screen, no prompts on how to control the game. And you're really left uh, fumbling there for a second, just looking at a white screen with no idea what to do. And as you start to explore what the buttons can do, you realise that you can throw a black ball of paint that will splatter onto the wall. And uh, as the black paint splatters, it reveals that you're standing in a 3D environment that you, you reveal by painting it. Um, and as you wander, you, you, um, you throw black paint and you realise that you're in a swamp type area. There are reeds, old carts, water. And you're chasing a swan. It's kind of a fairy tale vibe. You'll be told parts of story like um, as if they're being read from a storybook at various times. And you're you're chasing the unfinished swan. It's a swan that kind of sometimes hangs around, just out of reach, hasn't quite been fully drawn. There's a, a section missing from its neck, and it will taunt you and squawk at you just as you're getting close. It will fly away again. But the best thing about this game is that the gameplay evolves from chapter to chapter in ways that you just really will not expect. It's it's um, completely absorbing and endlessly creative. You'll find yourself activating new ways of playing. You have to think laterally to realise what's going on in the game. And you'll find yourself moving through a, a beautifully crafted, minimal, fairy tale world and as you progress, as you use your ingenuity to continue in the game, and you follow the ingenuity of the designers in making this beautiful world, um, you'll get closer to the swan. You'll be told a story of the kingdom that you're in. And it's honestly just one of the most absorbing and compelling gameplay experiences that, that I can think of in the short game category. So please do look it up. It's a gem. The Unfinished Swan. game on this list is one that you've probably heard of if you've been paying attention to indie games. It's been a big hit across all platforms, it's been up for some awards. Um, it's Gris, or Greece, depending on how you pronounce it. It's by Nomada, a Spanish studio. It was released last year. It's on Switch, PS4, iOS and Steam, so you've got lots of ways to play it. I can imagine that it's perfectly fine on an iPad, I'd uh, stay away from it on a phone, but best of all, you really want to play it with your Switch docked on a big screen or on the PS4 with a controller. This game is um, visually stunning. Um, the graphics are hand-drawn, very fine drawings um, with uh, watercolour. So there are kind of bleeds of colour. Um, it, it's ostensibly a story about a girl that's uh, moving through the stages of grief um, and so as she travels through she starts in a desolate black and white world and as you make progress through through walking through these incredibly well-designed um, visually 
arresting um, hypnotic environments with kind of geometric trees and crumbling ancient architecture, giant statues, nature, and like little creatures that spring up out of the ground and follow you along, help you, hinder you sometimes. You really, really, really drift into this world. Um, it's a very simple game. You basically run, jump, you get um, one or two um, extra abilities in the game, like a double jump or the ability to become heavy. You have to use your head a little to um, figure out how to progress past obstacles using your new abilities. But really this game is, is all about the audiovisual experience. Um, the gameplay is pretty minimal. I'd say this is um, a game that you can put on on a Sunday when you have an afternoon free. Um, or if you're in a work day and you're quarantined at home, um, you could put this on after you work, after you've had dinner, and just play for two or three hours, just go through it in one. And you'll find it relaxing. Um, I didn't particularly connect with the storyline, but it really doesn't matter because this game is all about the um, the absorbing experience of the uh, the audiovisual world that Nomada have created. It's a gem. Uh, pick it up. It's not expensive. It's often on sale. That's Greece. Uh, the last game, the fifth one, is a real true favourite of mine. I absolutely fell in love with this game. It's called Sayonara Wild Hearts. It's also pretty popular, 2019 release. Maybe you've heard of it. It was up for some awards. It was uh, up for the best soundtrack at the Game Awards. And was somewhat robbed, I think, by Death Stranding. Because they really wanted to give Death Stranding something. It's a game by Simogo. It's a company that started out making mobile games. They have six or seven in the iPhone library that you can pick up and check out. All interesting. I specifically think uh, Figure Six. It's like a text adventure. It's maybe their best game before this one. But this game is a wonder. It's, uh, it's a little hard to describe because the genre of the game flips um, as you progress through. It's one of those games that keeps things interesting. Um, often you'll be um, like an endless runner style uh, passing through a neon 3D environment on a motorbike, on a horse, on a driving a car, or just running, jumping from platform to platform, dodging obstacles. You'll find yourself joining um, a motorbike girl gang at some point. You'll find yourself battling creatures. Again, it's um, uh, ostensibly about someone's internal journey. Um, dealing with heartbreak, I think. And as you strike down these enemies, you're bringing back your strength, that kind of thing. But really, again, it's an audio-visual game. It's very fast, rapid action gameplay. You'll find yourself also in a shoot-em-up environment. You'll find yourself um, racing along. It's all in this amazing neon color scheme, of purples, midnight blues, and bright neon pinks that really just um, wakes you up. It's like colour therapy playing this game. And the music is stunning.
can't recommend that one enough. Sayonara Wild Hearts. It's warm-hearted, it's artistic, it's creative. It will get you right in the feels as well. <laughs> it's a common comment on YouTube videos that this one really um really gets to people. It's just it's so beautifully put together, it's sensitively made. It's just a real like creative triumph. <laughs> So uh, that's my five games um, that I'd recommend you pick up if you really feel like playing something that's going to make you feel good, basically. Um, none of them have much in the way of violence or, as I said, not much darkness. These are all on the light side of the force. Um, I think we all need a little, a little bit of that right now. Um, to finish off, I'd just like to give a couple of shout outs to people that have been uh, really generous with their feedback and uh, a couple of people that have kind of come up in my, my chats on Twitter. First of all, um, I, ran, I ran a contest on Twitter to celebrate the first episode um, to win a pair of the Breath of the Wild joystick toppers because the show Gaming in the Wild is actually named after Breath of the Wild. It's a, a little semi-opaque uh, play on words there on the title. Um, because that is my favourite game ever, ever, ever. Um, so the winner of the uh, the contest was at Ral Riptide. Um, so thanks to Ral for retweeting the uh, the contest tweet and for telling me um, what his favourite podcast platform was. Thanks to everyone who entered. He really helped to spread the um, the links for people to listen to the show. Um, I'm just starting out as you know, so I'm really, really appreciative, uh, genuinely appreciative of anyone that is up for um, giving it a rating in the stores, giving it a retweet, giving it a boost, passing it on to a friend, sharing links, subscribing on any of the platforms that are available, all that stuff I really, really, really appreciate. Um, second of all, um, the Twitter community around uh, gaming and specifically Switchcore, which is a really nice bunch of people that play Switch share game tips and obsess over physical versions and collect amiibos and just have a great time on Twitter. It's a really warm and welcoming community on there. Um, I've really enjoyed getting to know all the people um, on Twitter that, that are playing games too. It's a really light-hearted community and something that is just a really nice escape from the real world to go into Twitter just talk about games with people. I just passed a thousand followers on Twitter. I'd like to thank everyone that's followed me. The thousandth follower was a guy called Martin, Game Invader, um, and his Twitter is Game Invader with all of the vowels removed, so it's like Game Invader. So give him a follow, nice fella. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I have a lot more games that I was thinking of putting on this list. There's like a short list of 15 games or something. So if you enjoyed this one, I'm totally up for doing another. Like compendium episode where I just talk about um, cool games, short games, indie games, like relaxing games that you can uh, get into, maybe that will help ease you through this um, difficult moment in the world a little bit. So thanks a lot for listening, lots of love to you all, be safe, be well, take care and bye.